He is our senior film correspondent. Well, he's not here here. He's on the phone here. And uh, turns out, maybe instead of Can I Kick It by a Trap Called Quest, I should have played I Left My Wallet in El Segundo. Reggie sure. Ponder, how I, are you? I'm not good. Oh, I no. Can, I cannot find my wallet. No, that has all your stuff in there. I, I'm going to go to El Segundo. Yeah, that's clearly where it is. <laughs> <laughs> Because it must, it must be an El Segundo, oh, but hey, no. I, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I'm sorry to hear that, friend. I've been there. It is no fun, but, you know, you're you're a good person, and I think things will work out for you. I have yeah, thank, faith. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, I personally am curious, because last week we were here, and we were talking about how uh, the box office behaves during, like, Oscar season. And uh, we were talking about how, you know, the winter seems to be lasting a little longer than usual. People aren't necessarily going out. Has the box office bounced back? Well, you know, you look at... Uh, it, I find something really interesting is that you look at a movie like How to Train Your Dragon. It's the hidden world. Mm-hmm. And it did $30 million at the box office. And it barely squeaked out... Um, Three million over Tyler Perry's A Medea Family Funeral. And when you look at the reviews for Family Funeral, I haven't seen this one, but the reviews from the critics is like 15% said that it was okay. Uh, I, and and, uh, and I have not found one person who's part of that 15% who <laughs> said that they, <laughs> that they like uh, this particular movie. But it just tells you about taste and, and all, all that, that again, How to Train Your Dragon, 30 million. It decreased only 45%. And a lot of times we talk about these movies decreasing like uh, over 50%. So it has some good staying power from from the first week. And so this movie right now, How to Train Your Dragon, is somewhere around $100 million, close to $100 million. And they cost $129 million to make. But Jill, hmm. what do we talk about? Don't look at the domestic Don't numbers. Don't look at it. International. Go, go international these kind of movies and see what you see and what do we see lo and behold this movie internationally has made 281 million dollars so so right so worldwide already this movie has made close to 400 million it's really 384 million but so it's made its money back they're pretty darn happy about it and it it took uh two weeks as number one in the in the states at the box office, so good, good for that movie. Which brings us to Tyler Perry. As oh. we know, this is the last. Yeah. This, this, this is the last Medea, and he made this movie over two years ago. So I totally didn't expect too much from this film. And again, I haven't seen it, but I didn't expect too much from it because if he kept it in a can that long, there must have been a reason. Yeah. I know one of the reasons is that Tyler Perry is a smart marketer. Yeah. One of the things that he probably says like okay if it's going to be the last one let me get some air between the last the, the one before that mm-hmm. so there's some demand people be like oh it's the last one it's the last one i gotta go see it it's like you know uh us you and me traveling to go see that last blockbuster uh, video store uh i think it's somewhere what in dakota or something like that uh, so you know you create demand by saying it's the last one it's the last one but 27 million is nothing to sneeze at yeah, no, no. I saw Tyler Perry on uh, the Seth Meyers show the other night talking about how he was retiring this character specifically because he didn't want to be Medea's age playing Medea. And I was like, well, you know, 
you gotta you gotta do what's best for you. I don't imagine though that whatever he does next will stop making money. Like he's still just like even with like the how do why did I get married movies, all of the things where he's just playing a, a regular person. Those movies I, I, still make a lot of money. His, his movies are making a lot of money, and in addition to his movies making a lot of money, he he's uh, on TV and he's like owns own. You know this. There's, there's a couple of nights when there's like two or three of his shows are on the own network. Mm-hmm. So, so he, he he's doing fine. So we don't that's have to worry rich. about him. <laughs> don't don't cry for me, Medea. You know. Um, but then number three at the box office is Alita, a battle angel. Uh, did it, it's been you know holding his own in there. Uh, did another uh, seven million, which is seventy two million in the in the United States. But again, the international numbers are what we need to look at. It has done another two hundred and eighty-five million internationally for a grand total of three hundred and sixty million dollars. Mm-hmm. So those are the movies that are really kind of crushing it. What I, one of the questions that you were asking though yeah. was, what happens when a movie wins an Academy Award? Mm. Well, let's look at Green Book. Let's look. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. So Green Book wins Best Picture. Yeah. And for better or for worse. That that that, that those are wedding vows. So <laughs> let's don't let's, let's don't say that. Um but but Green Book wins Best Picture at at the Academy Awards and it was number 11 last week before it won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. It it has risen to number 6. The the gain was like 114%. So this movie made another Four point five million dollars uh, just for winning um, Best Picture. Hmm. It, isn't that romantic? Oh no, that's, <laughs> that's, that's no, number I'm seven. Sorry. <laughs> my, my bad. It got my that uh, Academy Award bump, uh, which I mean, good for it. And uh, you know, I I do still wish that a, a different film had won Best Picture, but. Man, I I hope Mahershala has points on this film, and I hope he's just making all of the cash. I really, really right. Do. I mean, I mean, when you when you jump from number six to number eleven, isn't that what men want? <laughs> oh my God, Reggie! <laughs> <laughs> what? But there is an upside to this. I mean, really, if you look at this movie, a star is born. Come on, oh, right? Reggie no, Reggie no, it was the, it was the favorite. <laughs> you are ridiculous. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little carried away with this movie talk. Oh but, man, um, I love but, you. You're the best. But, <laughs> but that is, but that's, uh, that, that is the biggest example of what a an Academy Award can do for you. So it, it did, it did jump up as well as the Stars Born. It jumped from number twenty to number thirteen. So, and then Bohemian Rhapsody jumped from number 19 to number 17, and then The Favorite from number 22 to number 19. So it did, those movies, mm-hmm. uh, the Academy Awards did uh, create some kind of um, um, interest in those movies, and they all seem to have gotten somewhat of a bump. Reggie, I want to talk about Steven Spielberg with you. The, uh, the director has some beef with a certain streaming service. Can you help us unpack his issues? Yeah, so so Steven Spielberg is having a major issue with um, Netflix and how they're releasing movies. I, I, I think they, they have a, he's having a major issue not only with Netflix, but with Amazon, with all the streaming services mm-hmm. uh, getting awards uh, as Best Picture. 
and I think Roma really uh, shook up some stuff here because while it was released, um, it wasn't released in a wide release. It was a, released a couple of weeks theatrically, but it really was released, you know, on the streaming platform. And Steven Spielberg believes that there is merit in having a movie run a full course in the theaters. Mm -hmm. It's uh, about the experience. It's also about building uh, more theaters and having uh, and supporting the whole theater community in in that kind of way. And and he has a a decent argument in that going to the movies. I know a lot of young folks don't even know what that is because. Yeah. Because they just watch everything on their streaming services. But going to the movies is an activity. It is actually fun to go to the movies unless you go with me to see a movie like uh, A Quiet Place. You don't want to be with me <laughs> because cause of my nails are going to be all into you and, and all that other type of stuff. But for the most part, it's a fun experience going to the movie. So uh, he, he just thinks that there's something pure about that. Yeah. And, and he's arguing about that. But here's the problem. Number one, the world is changing, mm -hmm. and a lot of young folks, that they watch everything on the small screen. Their phone is their movie theater. Where, where they are is where they're watching. Yep. But, but the other thing is, Ava uh, DuVernay uh, actually tweeted out that, uh, quote, that one of the things that I value about Netflix is that it, it, it distributes black work far and wide. 190 countries will get her, her film called When They See Us, Mm -hmm. And and she says, uh, here's a promo for South Africa that she put out. And she says she had just one film distributed uh, wide internationally. It wasn't Selma. It wasn't Wrinkle. It was the 13th. Mm. And that was by Netflix. And so she says that matters. So her point is, I hear what you're talking about, Steven Spielberg, but that does nothing for me. That doesn't do anything for us smaller, independent filmmakers who are making films because I made some big films. Selma, Wrinkle, but nobody put those uh, internationally. But Netflix, heck yeah, the 13th was seen internationally. Uh, so Netflix comes back and they say, well, we love cinema. Here's some things we also love. Access for people who can't always afford or live in towns without theaters. Yep. Letting everyone everywhere enjoy uh, releases in the, at, at the same time. Mm -hmm. And giving filmmakers more ways to share art. These are the th these things are not mutually exclusive. So that's what Netflix says. So there's a big battle. Uh, as you know, Steven Spielberg is on the board of director on on, on the he has the board of of the Academy for the directors, and he's actually pushing this with the Academy. So we'll, we'll see. But I, I really like uh, what um, Ava DuVernay uh, points out is that. You know, Netflix is, is is trying to do some things that and 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 putting out some voices that you just don't hear on a regular basis. I uh, I want to throw another reason why Netflix is is a a good thing for lots of people. When I was a young person and I would babysit, I used to babysit for these uh, the set of twins who were like three years old, and my brother was also three years old. And I decided that it was going to be a great idea to take them all to see a movie. Have you ever tried to get three three year olds? to do anything leaving the housewives it took forever we almost missed the movie and then when we got there it cost a million dollars i think for for folks who have families uh netflix can be a time saver a money saver uh an effort saver 
I'm, I, you know, I'm, I, I do enjoy the collected works of Steven Spielberg, but I think Netflix has a, it's not going anywhere. I guess is yeah, what no, I'm no, it's not. The only the, the thing I'll say is that you, what you said is correct, so I'll say and to it. And there's sometimes though you want to get those three year olds out. Of the house. <laughs> that is also you, true. <laughs> you, you want to, you want to, you don't even care how long it takes. You want to get out the house. <laughs> Please, let's get these three three year olds out the house. And get I don't even care if they're hollering and screaming. I just want to get them out the house. That so. is also true. Let's talk Captain Marvel. War is a universal language. I know a renegade soldier when I see one. Never occurred to me that one might come from above. I keep having these memories. I see flashes. I think I had a life here. But I can't tell if it's real. Captain Marvel dropped this weekend. And boy, are people excited, uh, especially after the end of the last Avengers movie, when we were uh, hip to the fact that Captain Marvel, still around, had not been Thanos. Uh, And uh, in case you didn't know, Captain Marvel's a lady. Happy International Women's Day. Reggie Ponder, have you gotten a chance to make it out to the theater to uh, take in the newest offering from Marvel Studios? I, I I did. I limped my 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 hurt leg out oh, to see this one, and and I and so there's a lot of things to like about it. The first thing is that this looks extremely good on the on the screen. Mm. The the CGI special effects for this, is, I mean, uh, is fa- fantastic, a- a- absolutely fantastic. So for people who are looking for for that, they're gonna like it. The the next thing is there's a solid uh, uh, female empowerment story. You know, we always talk about. You know, we just keep seeing all these male superheroes. Can we can we see some women doing their thing? And then um, uh, the it, it tells the origin of the Avengers. So it actually sets you up for understanding everything else. This uh, not everything else, but a lot of other things that are in the Marvel universe. So uh, j- just on the basis of that, this is a solid film. But here's my problem. Mm-hmm. Every female empowerment story, just because it's a female empowerment story, doesn't mean that it's great. And this is not great. I, I, I think that it's, 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 a, it's a solid base, but I don't feel like she's the, that, that they made her the, the most powerful, the, just the greatest superhero. They gave her a lot of the characteristics of being brave, of being strong, mm-hmm. of being fearless. So those are the kind of things, obviously, where it's being released during International Women's Day. So obviously, those things those things matter. But don't don't fool yourself. This is not the best Marvel movie out there. I know people are excited. I'm, I'm saying this is a solid film, but the story, in my opinion, the script or the story is um, serviceable. It, it's just not. It, it didn't wow me. I didn't walk away from this film saying to myself, wow, this is a must-see. It's a solid film, and when I give you my rating, you're going to say, oh, Reggie, you liked it. I did, because I, I started off saying, here are some of the things that you should like from this film. I'm just saying, all the people are getting totally carried away. I don't think you're going to walk away from this movie saying, whoa, they killed this. They killed it. Yeah. So for me, 
worthwhile seeing. I think you got something to say. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath. It, worthwhile seeing. This is not what hot sauce. This is not fuego. <laughs> uh, this, but but it's it's good. It's worth seeing, and I'm giving this one three real. Okay, I like that. I wonder because there's in in my mind there's two kinds of Marvel movies: the setup and the payoff. Is this one of the the setup movies that will be a payoff? Maybe in the the final act of the Avengers. Uh, this is movie? why. This is why, Jill. Sometimes I think you don't need me because you you actually said what I should have said like uh, five minutes ago. This is you're, you're right. This is a setup. It's, it's a nice setup film. Yeah. It, 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 it's solid all the way around. A nice set. They, they have some great some great uh, villains in it. Uh, there's some nice action. All that nice setup. It it, it it just didn't kill it for me. That's that. So yeah, it's the setup, and and we're gonna get some of the payoff later. Now, what I will say is that I am a little tired of what Marvel is doing with these um, these extra bonus clips because uh, it took about an hour and fifteen minutes for the last bonus clip after the uh, credit. <laughs> so, you had a whole another meal in the, in the movie uh, theater oh, waiting my. for the. Oh my goodness! I actually went down, got a, had a hot dog, asked, and, and you know they got to make those. They can't even; they don't even have them sitting there no more. So I went and got a hot dog, and came back, and they were still rolling the credits. Oh um, no, nah, I, I, I'm obviously kidding, but I am tired of that. They they show one, and then they show one at the very very end. So you really have to stay all the way to the end you if you want to see the bonus clips. Whenever people leave uh, the the Marvel movie before the credits. I've noticed that there's always somebody in the theater that's like, what are you doing? <laughs> that's right. You right. know better. Right. I, I tried to tell somebody not to leave, and they looked at me like, dude, I got to go. <laughs> My parking's about <laughs> like, to expire. <laughs> like, I don't, know, I don't know what you're talking about. You can stay here and watch these last two, but I got to go. People got places to go. That's 2019 life. Reggie Ponder, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope uh, the rest of the day goes better than the first part. I'm keeping my fingers crossed for you and your wallet to be reunited. Thanks, thanks, thanks a lot, Jill. I'll talk to you. See you guys next weekend.